everybody. Welcome to the Reawakening Podcast. I'm Brian Ingraham, and it is without a doubt my passion to see you live with a fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. I want you to have this. I want for you to be someone who looks at the life, looks at your life, looks at the trajectory of your your growth with Jesus, and you feel like you are on a major fast track. That, that you are outpacing your peers, not at, because it's a competition, but because you're running so hard after Jesus and you're feeling the impacts of that. You're seeing the impacts of that and you just feel like you are close to God, that you are close to God generally, that you're being led by him, that you have been able to discern his leading and you can hear his voice and you feel like you are on that path, uh, the, whatever path God has for, for your life. I want that for you. And so, you know, that that's what this podcast is mostly about because I know that in order to fa- be fast-tracked, we all need help. We, we need help. And so maybe for some of you, this podcast is going to be helpful. I encourage you to get a one-to-one mentor, somebody who can mentor you. And, and, and yet while you're looking for that, um, maybe this podcast can help a little bit. Um, I also am going to be doing some group, group mentoring, which isn't the same as one-to-one mentoring, but it's, uh, it's, still, it's still helpful. And I just believe that everything that we can do to invest in our growth and development between your connection with Jesus and and each one of our connections with Jesus, the better. Everyone does better with help. Everyone needs to grow in persistent intentionality. That consistency, persistent intentionality, those kinds of things help us over the long period of time grow in our connection with Jesus. Now, uh, the main thing that I want to be talking about today is Jesus time and specifically what I do in my Jesus time. There is no way we could be on any fast track growth in Jesus or really much growth at all in Jesus until we establish regular, consistent Jesus time. Now I call it Jesus. Some people call it quiet time. Some people call it, you know, devotions or whatever. Um, I, I call it Jesus time because that's what it is to me. It's it's time with Jesus, time with the Spirit, time with the God of the Bible, where where we connect and, and we talk. Now, as I talk about Jesus time today, I want to be clear about something. I am not telling you what to do. I am telling you what I do. I'm telling you what I the things that I'm thinking about. I, I'm telling you what I'm aiming for. But you're probably wired a bit different than, differently than me. There's probably some different priorities for you to grow in. Uh, this is where I'm at. And, and I hope that as I just kind of talk through what I'm thinking and what I'm doing, that you'll pick up some ideas or that you'll, you'll think, oh, man, I, maybe I could think more about my Jesus times like this. My history with Jesus times are not a pretty picture before 2012. I mean, basically... I didn't have them or I would have them extremely sporadically. Like when I would work at Lakeside Bible Camp, you know, I, I, I remember sitting on the deck out there and my Bible open and kind of having some great Jesus time. It's, it's a Jesus environment. Bible Camp's a Jesus environment. Everybody's running after Jesus. Everybody's uh, just pursuing that closeness with Jesus. But when I was home and during the, the academic year, the school year, you know, I'd, I'd stay up late and then I'd be tired in the morning or I'd be getting up early for school and just 
rushing into getting out the door, uh, just not really having that Jesus time. I remember in high school a few times, um, not I guess not a few times, for a good year or so, I was trying so hard to get my Jesus times right that I would not make any phone calls to my friends after school until I did my Jesus time first. And that was that was big for me. That was very motivating. And so, yeah, I come home from school and make sure that I did that first. I don't know what works for you, um, but what, what I know that in my life, I had so many ups and downs. And part of discipleship, part of being a, somebody who's being discipled or is discipling someone else, I guess in this case, mentoring. If you're mentoring someone or if you're, you're mentoring yourself, Part of it is figuring out the the rhythms of your life. And firstly, really thinking about how it all starts with Jesus and our Jesus time. Everything else in our life is, is supposed to flow and be connected to the Jesus time. I'm, I'm preaching the end of Moses at church this last weekend, and so it's, it's fresh on my mind just how, how much time Moses spends with God and then how much time Joshua spends with God and how, yes, Joshua is up on the mountain with Moses when he's receiving the Ten Commandments. And Moses would meet with God face to face, and then he would leave the tent and Joshua would remain in the tent. Just that just how life is supposed to be uh, one that flows from time abiding one-on-one close with with God. So I would love to say that I've been great at this all my life, but the reality was I was a pastor for some years, a youth pastor, another, I guess, college pastor, and my Jesus times were just very non-existent. Very, very. If you've ever heard me talk about my Bible reading challenges before I started Bible read-through, I was really bad at it. Months would go by, and I would say that most of my life from birth until I don't know, 30, I can't remember exactly how old I was in 2012. Um, but uh, most of that time was was characterized by not doing any Jesus times at all. But everything changed in Athens in August 2012. And I know I mentioned this in series one of the podcast, but I'm going to say it again. It's such a pivotal moment of my life. In August 2012 in Athens, I was there at a time of prayer. I I maybe didn't have the best attitude about being there at the conference. I definitely did not have the best attitude. And yet it was one of the po- most powerful moments in my life. It was there. I had a vision of Jesus. And part of that vision was Jesus asking me to give him from 9 a.m. until 10 a.m. every day for Jesus time. Now, when when I heard that, I thought... I'm doomed to fail Jesus. I felt such a, such a, an, an internal dread. Uh, 9 a.m. today, I had never been successful in any Jesus time in my life, but there I am having this powerful moment with Jesus, a vision of Jesus, and he is telling me to give him from 9 to 10, and I, I want to be- believe, yeah, no problem, Jesus, I'll give you anything, but an hour of Jesus time and an hour from 9 to 10, that, that sounds like too much <laughs> to like like I'm never going to be successful at that and you know I'm I'm kind of laughing at myself as I'm as I'm saying this and kind of reminiscing because you know we we often say you know Jesus all to Jesus I surrender or you know Jesus I'm following you 
But man, is it an hour Jesus time? That just sounds like way more than I can than I can give. It's not. It's not, but it, it's something that we have to learn and, and grow and be, you know, mature in. Well, anyways, because Jesus said it in Athens 20, 2012, and actually in his grace, and I believe this was his grace for me, he did not give me a 6 a.m. Jesus time or a 4 a.m. Jesus time, but from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. It was an inconvenient time for me, but it was it was the kind of era that I needed for several years to start establishing a Jesus time that would work for me. And I know in different eras of, of our lives, different time uh, hours work better than others. And I, I just felt so helped that Jesus picked from 9 to 10. Now, for me, I part of my doubts was like, oh, there's no way this is going to work for me because I have work at 9 a.m. from 9 till 10. I, I work. I have meetings. In fact, I have a meeting pretty much every day at 9 a.m. with somebody or, or another. And if I if I do a Jesus time at this time, then I'm not going to be able to be working until 10. I'm going to have to rearrange not just my whole life schedule, but other people's life schedule. In fact, everyone who meets with me, basically, I'm going to have to rearrange their life in order to accommodate this direction from God. You know what? It was worth it. It was worth it. All the inconvenience, all of my internal resistances, which I believe were voices of the enemy to try and keep me from walking in Jesus's way at this moment. But all of those those things that told me, oh, I can't do this. I can't do from nine to 10. Man, when I just felt when Jesus told me to do it, then I had to do it. And, you know, when it comes to our Jesus times, friends, I'm telling you, Jesus is saying, do it. Do it. And we can come up with all the reasons why we can't do it. We're not a morning person. We're not, you know, work starts too early or we're up too late or whatever. At the end of the day, Jesus is calling you right now to, to, to do your Jesus times, to, to, to find rhythms. And it doesn't matter if it's convenient for your life right now. We've got to find a place to do it. We're, tr- we're here to follow Jesus and following Jesus begins with abiding. It begins with abiding with Jesus. Even though I had total dread that I was going to just fail in this next attempt because I'd failed in every single attempt at starting a Jesus time of any consistency previously. I mean, I might have a good week or a good month or two, but I'd, I'd failed every every attempt before. I had zero expectations that I'd be successful, but that time, it's lasted. It has lasted since 2012. Uh, sometimes, friends, one more restart is exactly what you need. Not to set up another fail, not to set up another um, self-disappointment, but to, but to set, a, set up a new era. And just with that, the right mindset, Jesus is calling me to this. Jesus is calling me this. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about my Jesus times and, and what I do and, and what's been working for me since 2012. Again, this is not things that you need to do, but this is what I needed to do and what has helped me because I didn't need I didn't need this to be like a, a task that was I was drowning in. I what I'm looking for in my Jesus time is something life-giving. Life-giving where I feel fresh, I feel restored, I feel like peace goes up, stress goes down, connection with Jesus growing and growing and growing. So actually I have a few uh principles, I guess. 
I was going to call them rules, but principles that I have behind my Jesus time that have kind of guided that for me. Number one, one hour. It can be more than an hour, but one hour. Now, I got that from Jesus. He asked me for one hour. I challenge you to make yours one hour. I, I, I guess I've been pretty timid about like trying to, to push people too much to take on my habits, but I guess in this context, it's entirely appropriate. I challenge you. I, Brian, am challenging you to figure out how you're going to work one hour of Jesus time in your day every day. Where does that fit? Where are you going to think? Don't worry about what you're going to do in it yet. Where are you going to put that hour? For me, I had no idea how to fill an hour of Jesus time when Jesus asked for that. But what I've learned is you set the time and then you learn how to fill it. You set the hour and then you learn how to fill that Jesus time with life-giving aspects to it. Okay, challenge number one hour. That was piece number one. Second of the principles is no rules. Now, I know that this is going to make make all the rest of this feel really weird, but I, for me, Having no rules was absolutely important. I didn't want to have this like ob- obligation about this is what my Jesus time looks like. First, I'm going to do this. Second, I'm going to do this for five minutes. Then I'm going to do this for 10 minutes. I, I wanted no rules. I wanted it to be 100% flexible based on how I was feeling that morning and what, what it was my soul needed. If I was If I was stressed and overwhelmed... I wanted to be able to have Jesus times that reflected that. If I was feeling um, great and on top of the world, then I wanted Jesus times that reflected that. If I was feeling exhausted and tired, I wanted to have permission to have a Jesus time that was best suited for being tired. I mean, I remember some some of those Jesus times that I've had over the years, um, sometimes being exhausted, like like just exhausted and just being on the sofa and, and having no brain power. I mean... I have a good heart there. I'm I'm up. I'm there for my Jesus times, but you know, with the exhaustion of life, I, I didn't want to feel like, oh man, I have to be um, reading my Bible this, and I need to be journaling that, and I need to do all these things in order to feel like I have a successful Jesus time. Success of my Jesus time wasn't going to be based on any particular practices. I wanted it to be very open and very loose. I will tell you what. Some of the Jesus times that I've had, a few of them, I have been so exhausted. I have laid down on the sofa. I have pulled the blanket up over my over over my chest, and I have said, "You know, Jesus, I am exhausted. Restore my soul. Restore me in my inmost being. Fill me with strength for the day. I don't feel like I have strength for the day. Um, you know, meet me in my weak place." I need your presence. I I am so empty right now. I I just need you to meet me in this weak place of mine. You know what? He has. And I need to be able to have an exhausted Jesus time that's not very accomplishment driven as part of it. Now that's not that's not all of my Jesus times. That's that's a rare one when I'm feeling very exhausted. But but I needed that no rules thing so that I could get onto the sofa not in my best place have a Jesus time that wasn't as full of life as others might be, and that be okay. No rules. No rules was one of my rules. <laughs> yeah, one, that, that's clever, Brian. Thank you. Okay, so another one of my not rule principles uh, is number three. 
I, I want to not over Bible. Uh, I, and this goes back to the early days. Uh, my early Jesus times were like all Bible. And because I do Bible read through, reading the Bible cover to cover, I'm like, well, I've got an hour here. I'm just going to read through the Bible cover to cover. I needed to break free from that in order to develop other aspects of my Jesus times. I needed to stop feeling, I, I love the Bible. I, I, and yes, whilst I'm reading the Bible, I feel like I'm connecting with God. I'm feeling, I'm feeling all those, uh, that goodness. I feel like I'm hearing from Him and responding. And yet I know myself, I have a propensity to just like, over Bible and even, you know, kind of tick the task box. I, I hate articulating it this way, but to tick the tax, task box of, you know, for my Bible reading uh, schedule and my Bible reading quota. That is that is not something that I was okay with doing. In fact, uh, a lot of times I'm, I t- go into my, by my Jesus time and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have some Bible time, but it's not going to be part of my Bible read through reading. Sometimes it is, but but sometimes it's not. Um, also, when it comes to Bible, just on the on the side there, when I do my Bible times, um, I I am in my Jesus time. I go slower because my Jesus time is mostly an abide time. It's not a produce reading uh, results time, and so you know I might not even. I usually don't get through a chapter. Uh, never two chapters when I, when I'm going through that um, reading time with prayer, maybe a psalm or something like that. But it's much more slow and responsive and chewing on it uh, with God. But yeah, for me, one of my principles, one of my not rule rules is is not to over Bible or under Bible. I, I think that the Bible is really important. I, I'm not cutting it out of my Jesus times. Um, I mean, I don't I don't open my Bible every Jesus time. Maybe maybe half, maybe half the Jesus times. I've got, again, I've got no rules and, I, and I've got a palette of things for my Jesus times. I think of my Jesus times as, as you know, what, what's going on in a week or what's going on in a month, not what's going on today. I'm not trying to accomplish everything in my Jesus time each day in that one hour. I'm thinking big picture. And so over the course of of a season, I am hitting a lot of different things in my Jesus time, just depending on what's most appropriate. The aim of my Jesus time is my soul. It's my Jesus connection. It's not my mind. It's not my mind. It's not learning. And so even as I talk through some of the things I specifically do, just that the concept of being about my heart, my soul, my Jesus connection filters out or helps maybe understand some of the specifics and what I'm trying to do with, with some of the specifics. But it's important to me, one of my rules, not, not rules, principles, is that I want to go slowly. And the phrase that I use, it maybe it doesn't make any sense to you, but I want to rest into it. When it comes to my Jesus, I want to rest into it. I, I don't want to stress into it. I don't want to be like in accomplish mode. I want to be in rest mode, peace mode. I want to, I want to go into my Jesus times with peace. If I'm, if I'm going into my Jesus times with peace or, or, or rest, then you know I'm in a better place. I feel like I, I should be coming out of my Jesus times not stressed. Um, I, I did not read the book, uh, The 5 a.m. Club, but I read a summary. In fact, there's a, just a random tip for you that you're going to hear again from me over and over again. There's certain books that it just are not worth reading all the way, but they have good content in them. I've discovered the power of just cheap book summaries. 
that capture distill all the learning down. And, and so I, I did that with the 5 a.m. club. And, and I realized, you know, just how much morning mastery, having a brilliant morning plan can just change your life. Morning mastery. All right. And so you know, when, when, it, when it comes to your morning, according to the 5 a.m. club book, you start your day with your most uncluttered mind space. Less has gotten into it. You open your emails, things are getting in there. You're opening the news, things are getting in there. You're looking at texts, things are getting in there. You're having conversations with people, things are getting in there. You start the day with the most uncluttered mind space, and it has been my goal to hit my Jesus time with the most uncluttered mind space. I do not exercise before my Jesus time. I, I, I do my Jesus time first. Would it be more convenient to exercise first? Sure. What Might it wake me up more? Sure. But you know what? I, I'm going straight to my Jesus time first thing with the most un, my most uncluttered mind space. And I, I have a notebook next to me for any distracting ideas, any work thoughts, any work stresses. I can just write them down and deal with them later. I want to stay focused on my, my, my time with Jesus and, 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 and doing that. So anyways, that's kind of some of my principles, my rules connected to one hours and, I, and yet not rules because I don't want to be super rigid. I never want to feel like uh, I've compromised in my Jesus time if I've done something different or I've done something that hasn't quite uh, been as uh, powerful, I guess, as some other things. Let me just talk through now what I actually do in my Jesus time and, and maybe some of these ideas will help you and maybe help you mix it up a little bit. Again, disclaimer that these are not what I do every day. These are pieces that might be there on any particular day, but none of these things are there every day. Just keeping that in mind, I mix them up. I'm fluid. No, no rules. No rules on what I do and what I, I don't do doing that. The Bible, number one, the Bible is part of it. Some Bible. Again, not mass Bible reading, but maybe a psalm or some reading, maybe reading towards my Bible uh, work or not. But I am prayer reading. I, I'm, I'm responding. I'm like, you know, this is God's word. He's speaking to me and I'm, I'm re reflecting, oh, this, this makes me feel convicted about this thing or this puts on my heart this other situation. And I might be praying about different situations as I'm kind of going through and responding to the Bible. Other things, and these aren't really in any particular order, I will record my dreams. In fact, if I had a dream or if I wake up with a song in my mind, then I will make sure I write that down right away. Because, you know, the longer we wait on those dreams, uh, the, the quicker they are to forget. I don't worry about if I think it's a God dream or not. I will write down my dream and I'll work on the discernment process, the assessment process later. We're not talking about assessment processes today or discernment processes, but I get that down song in my mind. I have noticed recently that I have been waking up quite a bit with songs in my mind. And, and you know, I discovered this probably during, oh, I don't know, back uh, back a while ago. But like God, a lot of times gives me some hints about what's going on today or what he has in front of me today. And he gives me those hints via, you know, songs. Let me give you an example. On July 29th, I believe this is July, just looking at my notes here. 
I, I woke up with the song, Hallelujah, you're the one who sets me free. Hallelujah, Christ has won the victory. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. You are my living hope. And my, my first thought uh, when I was waking up, according to my journal here, is the focus on the line, you have broken every chain. So I, I wrote down those lyrics and, and I asked some questions. What might that be about today? And, and I, I kind of had some speculations about what that might be about. You know, the, the great thing about uh, Revelation or the interesting thing about Revelation is if, if you don't, um, it doesn't always tell you you know exactly what's going on but it might set you up to be alert for what's going to happen on on any particular day and again i write this stuff down before i know what's what's going to happen because um it's just I don't know what's going to happen, but I want to. I want to grow and I want to learn. So I write down the morning song, if there is a morning song, and then I can see and reflect and later come back and be like, oh, this happened on that day, or this happened over. Oh, I can see another morning song here. This is the fifth of August. Jesus, you make all things new. I'm just looking at my journal here. That line over and over again. Jesus, you make all things new, and and I just write there. I will watch and see what the Spirit is saying about my day. Now, on those two songs that I happen to look at, I'm not sh- I'm not saying that I can now connect the dots and be like, oh, this happened that day. It again, it's not about results. It's about learning. It's about abiding. It's about alertness and attention to different ways that God might be speaking, and He might be speaking to me through. Having me wake up with a morning song, if he is, I want to be alert. I want to be mindful. I want to record it so that when I see what happens, I can come back and testify um, if, if that's a God thing. Same with, same with dreams. I suppose, I suppose I can't go any farther than without talking about journaling. If you are not journaling, then please, as you're finishing this podcast, get a journal. Um, I'm not talking about a paper journal. I have several paper journals uh, here. I don't paper journal anymore. I use the app, I don't know, day one or one day or better is one. I, I was just looking at it a second ago. Um, but day one, it's called day one. And and the what I've been using this for five five years or more. And the reason why I use it, it's so helpful because it's searchable. It's, it's on my iPad, it's digital, it's searchable. I, I pay for the subscription because it's very important to me. It's, it's, it's priceless uh, tracking the, the words that might be from God. I put down things that come up in elders meetings, dreams I might have, things I think God might be saying. I, I, I'm, I'm also journaling a little bit of my life. But you can't, you can't grow fast in your learning how to follow God or, or even in your, your uh, encouragement when it comes to answered prayer with, without a journal. My memory isn't great, but no memory is perfect. And it's such a joy to go back and be like, oh yeah, this event happened and I, I wrote about it and, and this is what God did or this is how I was feeling back then at that moment. Not how I think I was feeling, but I can read my own words from back then. This is how I was feeling and this is what God did or I had this dream. You know, when it came to Paisley, uh, sorry, we're, we're starting a, a church, uh, Rehope Church Paisley, and it came out of nowhere. Uh, this isn't really the time for that story, but it came out of nowhere last autumn. And I, I went back through 
And I had to go back through my journals. Has Jesus been talking about this out of the blue? Very big, very overwhelming um, idea. Is this a God idea that he was setting it up for? And then I would go back and see it over and over again. And, and it, I wasn't like reinterpreting things, but I'm looking, has God been speaking about an unexpected uh, opportunity that's coming up that I don't see yet. Sure enough, I, I kept seeing this for the, the previous two months. God's saying a new opportunity is coming. It's it's from him and, and all this kind of stuff. I wouldn't. I did not remember that when the opportunity came, but I did when I was going back through my journal. Journaling is fast-track life development. I mean, if I could only have two things for my Jesus times, it would be my Bible and my journal. and And that's that's crucial because I feel like Jesus says so much to us and we have a propensity to forget most of it, especially in the hard times. My journal is mostly for the hard times. One of the things I do during my Jesus time is I review my journal, especially when I'm discouraged, especially when I'm discouraged. Um, when, when I feel like things are a challenge or when I'm worried or when things seem to be falling apart, I go back and I look at my journal. What has God been saying? What has he been doing? And sometimes my entire Jesus time is just a journal review. That's, that's great. It's such a great moment of faith and recentering. God still speaks. God is still with me. God is guiding me. Uh, he has warned me about this difficult time. I, I praise God. I, I was so sad about uh, some, some stuff that was going on uh, a bit ago. And I went back and I looked at my journal, like even from from a while ago. And I just so happened, led by the Holy Spirit, I just so happened to read. Um, oh, yeah, I guess one of the things I do with day one is I see like everything that I had written on that day. It's like go back a few years. I'm like, oh, a few years ago, I wrote about this happening. And... And it's no fun what I'm going through right now. But okay, I wrote about it. That's encouraging that Jesus spoke to me in advance. It's, it's like what he did with Joseph. He tells Joseph about the future. And even though his path is awful, when he's in his awful path, he can know a little bit more of the, the outcome. I guess God didn't tell him about the slavery bit. But um, still, nonetheless, for me, Reviewing journal is one of the things that I do during my during my Jesus times. Again, priceless stuff. Um, memorize scripture. I don't do this very much at all, uh, but every once in a while, I will be have a verse in my mind, and I'll just I'll just meditate on it. Intentionally memorizing, I don't know, but mem- meditating on it so I can quote it any time throughout the day or or a little bit longer. Um, memorizing scripture might be part of it. Uh, I definitely do praying where I just am like, Holy Spirit, come. And, and, and I will bring my worship to God in prayer time. I will humble myself before him. A lot of times it's just getting, getting right with God. You know, God, I missed it yesterday. This moment I'm humbled. I, I praise you for your grace. I'm recommitting to living in godliness and holiness. Um, connected to this, this might sound a little bit weird to you, but when I'm doing that humbling, getting right with God moment, I also practice self-deliverance. If there's any unclean spirit that has attached myself, or sorry, attached itself to me because of whatever open door from disobedience, well then be gone in the name of Jesus. I break you off in the name of Jesus. I, I use the Jesus time to clean house, to to review where my heart is at, and then to 
to move forward with with God, like in that fresh reset way. Uh, maybe that just shocks you that I might make a mistake. I know. Shocks, shocks me too. Don't tell my wife. Anyways, so um, there's that. Um, what else do we got here? Okay, you got worship music. Now, I don't use worship music hardly at all. I know that some people have worship music playing in their background the whole time, and that makes sense to me theologically. The environment of heaven is worship, and you know, you're know you kind of sinking heaven and earth where worship's happening here and there. Great. I am such a fan. My... my mind, the the way that I'm wired, I can't multitask very well at all. And so I need total quiet in order to pray, to be able to think and pray. So, you know, if, if I go to like a prayer time, and there's worship going and I'm, I'm trying to pray, it's, it's always much more of a challenge. So for me, I do mostly silence, but um, I know some people do worship go, music on going on the whole time. If worship music is happening, then it has my focus. And that's fine. I'm going to be worshiping Jesus in this song, um, in this time. I I don't want it to keep me from being able to have time of praying and interse- intercessing. But I, when do I usually pop in music? On my tired days. When, I, when I'm starting off and I'm like, God, I just don't have, I can't even think clearly yet this morning. And I might just start with some worship music. Uh, or start with reading a psalm, but worship music just kind of like you know five minutes, ten minutes, just kind of get get um, get my mind and and heart connected. Um, I know that a lot most people use worship music a lot more than me. Sometimes I pray worship music lyrics, and this is kind of a newer thing that I've been doing. But um, I will be like, okay, uh, I want to I want to expand my my praising God moments. I want to praise God for 10 minutes and just just declaring his greatness. How am I going to do this? Well, I might just use, I'm going to just use worship songs. I'm just going to quote worship songs in my prayer time connected to how great God is and use other people's uh, work of, of working through adoring God and kind of just kind of partnering in with that. But worship music can be be really, really powerful. I'm really careful and selective about this next one, but um, books. Um, sometimes um, the kinds of books that I'm I'm wanting to read are going to be things like missionary biographies, where I'm I'm watching someone and I'm prayerfully looking at their life and I'm learning. Holy Spirit, teach me uh, about my situation and and minister to my heart as I'm kind of reading this book and and reading it slowly. Again, I, I want to be careful with that because I don't want to go through a season where I'm just reading a book uh, in my Jesus time. I want to be able to do a lot of other things as well. Um, sometimes books on prayer, I find them just focusing and firing it up, firing up, and you see examples and things. I, I might re- be reading a book and I'll see, oh, pray, pray like this, or focus on this on prayer, and I'll be like, yeah, and and I'll and I'll do that. Um, I'm careful with books, but I'm also looking for books that will feed my soul, so that I would I come out feeling fresh and close to Jesus and and connected there in in those ways. If it's a nice morning, which is very rare in Scotland, and I'm feeling like antsy, um, which is not usually how I feel first thing in the morning, but on, on a nice morning when, when things are right, I might go for a prayer walk and just go for a walk and and walk and talk with Jesus. And those can just be really special times. I get a little bit nervous because I do expect to hear from God and I want to be able to record down what God is saying to me. So I have my phone ready to to write something down if, if I'm hearing that, but uh, going for a prayer walk. Now, for my Jesus times, I do that just with Jesus. 
there is a great history of prayer walking throughout the ages when it comes to people prayer walking together just like just like group praying together in one space that's how i learned how to prayer walk with my mentor when i was 18 years old walking through the the wood at lakeside bible camp but like the the prayer walking buddy thing could be very powerful. I know Hudson Taylor used to, I guess, prayer pace in his office. And when he'd have uh, missionaries in town, they would prayer pace together back and forth in their office, just like praying and interceding for the different mission fields in China. That's great. But that's not really what I'm talking about when it comes to my Jesus time. My Jesus time is me and Jesus. And it's, it's, and, and yeah, but so going for a prayer walk that way. Those are different ideas. Those are different thoughts. Things that I do, things that I, I focus on when I am uh, looking at my Jesus time. The, the most important thing for me, though, is that I do. Uh, I I'm flexible. Like I'm not. I don't have any rules. Like this, my Jesus time looks like on the sofa with my Bible and my my uh, journal in, in hand. No, I, I want to be able to be free. I have Jesus time, and. And that hour is going to be for Jesus, but it can have a wide variety of implementations based on the season that my heart is in, based on the needs of the moment, based on my energy levels of the morning. And so I hope that you feel some freedom. Yes, uh, it's, it's, I have this one hour block. I feel like that's given me from Jesus. I'm giving that to you uh, just as a challenge. And the, the thing is to learn to fill it, but not just learn to fill it. Learn to fill it in ways that are life-giving. Learn to fill it in ways that are that are going to feed your store, your soul, restore your soul, that are going to be good for you and for where you're at on this particular week. Friends, everything flows out of Jesus' time. I remember in Luke, I can't remember if it's 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, somewhere in that zone. It talks about Jesus goes up on a mountainside to pray. He comes down and he appoints his 12 disciples, calls them apostles, and then they went down and they ministered to the people. And just the flow of Jesus' ministry, starting with that abide and abide, that's, everything flows from there. Like, I, I point to my heart all the time. I'm like, reawakening begins here. And and I need to self-lead and lead my own heart. We all need to self-lead, lead our own hearts to to be running after Jesus and and alive because everything else, all of our Jesus impact flows from there. I, I wish I could spend time with you and I wish I could hear your story and your challenges because I know that there's a war over Jesus time. Obviously, the enemy does not want us to do this. Obviously, he's pumping us full of lies and other priorities that are going to keep us from doing this. Obviously, he's going to try and blow it up with bad night sleeps or or late, late nights or just whatever the case may be. Obviously, the enemy is going to be against it. And I wish I could hear your challenges and pray with you through them and, and encourage you and strengthen you. I, I, I wish I want a mentor for you. I want you to have someone who can who you can be open with and and speak into your life. This is limited. I understand that. Uh, it, it's something. It's something. Um, I, I am going to be starting group mentoring starting in October. If you if you want to um, maybe take it the next step up. So it's not as far as it's not going to be as far as like one to one mentoring, but it's going to be more than this. And it's going to be a very intentional program where I am going to be. Um, working with whoever wants to be a part of this. It's a paid thing. It's a paid thing. But whoever wants to be a part of it to, um, you know, 
grow in our relationship with Jesus and be fast-tracked in our relationship with Jesus. We're going to be working on journaling and cover-to-cover Bible reading, and there's going to be books that we're reading. And you can see more of this on brianingraham.co.uk. Brian Ingraham, yeah, it's kind of a weird name. B-R-I-A-N-I-N-G-R-A-H-A-M.co.uk. And uh, that website's coming together, but on it already is a little bit of explanation of what's going to be starting in October. At the end of the day, I just want you to grow fast with Jesus. I want you to feel so fresh and alive with Jesus. If this podcast has been helpful for you, it would be great to... Uh, get the word out. I would appreciate if you help get the word out. Maybe say, hey, you know, you've been talking about your Jesus times or you've been struggling with your Jesus times, maybe in a kind way. Uh, give this podcast a listen to. It could it could give you some ideas about what, what to do there. Um, yeah, if you could rate or review online, looking for all top marks, of course. Um, but yeah, rate or review, that would be great. Oh, friends, I want you to thrive. It is my heart to see our whole generation reawakened, to walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. Some people can fumble through this alone, but everyone does better with help. 